Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. It has been quite a while since I have done a bonus episode and I am doing a bonus episode for a fellow content creator, Mitch Kelly. Mitch is an absolute delight. I was on his podcast called Life's Mitch and he just appeared on a game show in Australia where he was wearing a onesie of his favorite podcast and they ended up having him on, on, the, on the podcast. When these kinds of things happen to an independent podcaster, they are huge for your content creation career. Mitch is a lovely, lovely human. I'm so grateful that our paths connected. He's freaking hilarious. And so I thought it was best to ride the coattails, so to speak, and to release this to remind everyone that podcasts are about collaboration. Now, while I'm here on the subject, I do want people to know that I am moving. I do have a little blurb about that moving forward. I am going dark on interviews and I really don't have enough space on my plate anymore. However, those emails are still open. So shoot me one over, check my website out, excuse me, check my website out some merch, but I hope that you enjoy this bonus episode and let's roll with it. Hey listeners, here's an update from me. I am in the middle of an Okanis move to Hawaii, as you all know, so I am dark on interviews, but of course, if you're interested, hit me up, www.pleasedon'tkickmeout.com, and we can set something up when I am settled in Hawaii. But that doesn't mean I don't want your pitches. Please hit me up, that's great. Um, But just full disclosure, I am dark on interviewing. Um, for anyone incoming, I am only doing outgoing interviews for other podcasts right now, but I would love to collaborate. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. How you How you doing? Long time uh, no speak. Uh, right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. I don't know what day of the week it is, but whatever. Uh, to my listeners, this is, of course, Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is obviously from Australia. It is my lovely friend, Mitch. So Mitch, um, do you want to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, etc.? Yeah, well, I mean, what goes up must come down, right? So here's here's my elevator, Mitch. How's that? <laughs> so who am I? My name is Mitch. I am a coal miner in Australia, and I'm also the host of a podcast called Life's a Mitch Podcast, where I get people with interesting stories come on and shed, shed some light on those who ordinarily wouldn't get a chance to tell their story. Yeah. And that's how we met, um, yep. sort of the podcasting world. So yeah, that's who I am, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was a delight. Honestly, I had no idea what to expect, and uh, I'm glad I did it. (laughs) And now you and I call each other friends, and you've got a friend, you know, wherever I am in the world and you are. And so that's kind of the beauty of content collaboration and the beauty of podcasting. So I'm very excited to have you on the podcast because when you had me on yours, we talked a little bit about imposter syndrome and stuff, but I really think that your take on it um, is going to be great because I love getting everyone's perspective. So we'll just hop into the first question, which is, do you feel like you have it all figured out? Definitely not. I mean, if you did, if you had everything all figured out, then you'd be, you know, that well, no one would know what that looks like. So, but the answer to that is hell no. 
but it's normal. Like that's, that's the thing. It's like normal to not know. And life is an ever changing like construct. Like if we're not, I think, you know, you and I kind of feel similarly about that is if we're not growing and changing, then we're just boring. And like, that's not people I want to keep in my circle. And I know that's not for you either. Well, I mean, that's true. And also like when you, if you go through a day without learning something or growing even a little bit, I mean, then what's the point? I think um, even if you grow out a little bit on the waistline, you know, you've learned that what foods aren't good for you. So you still learn something about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's actually really good. Oh, that's nice, Mitch. I'm going to take that. That's a nice perspective to have. Like, did you learn something? (laughs) I learned that, you know, I learned that uh, certain types of pizzas make me a fat bastard. So, you know. Oh man. What, which ones are the ones that you can't have now? What's Um, barred from the limit? (laughs) Anything that's sort of uh, like spicy, like a, like a really like a pizza covered in too much pepperoni or like a hot tandoori yeah. pizza or something like that you've got to be shitting me because last night i made myself a pizza and i made myself a pineapple pepperoni jalapeno pizza you know what my listeners if you don't like pineapple on pep on pizza i don't give a shit i love it so um that's ironic so I made that. The term, you don't give a shit because i tell you that pizza would give me plenty of shit <laughs> right so so i um so i made this pizza at like 10 p.m which rookie mistake i'm in my 30s i've had some wine so you have you have like an acidic acidic stomach with some wine plus pizza sauce which is also acidic from the tomato plus pepperoni which is spicy plus jalapeno which is spicy plus acid in the pineapple i woke up and i threw up this morning i was so sick i needed to take tums i was like i'm 84 years old oh my god and i was like you know what i think we're done with this pizza for a while we're not going to make this again yeah. uh because i made it myself and i was like you know i think we're i think i'm good they're I'm the best ones like, yeah. i'm a shift worker so i rotate my roster rotates so i do so my shifts are seven till seven either pm to am or am to pm and i'm used to being up at all sorts of the hours uh so last night i was up to about 2 a.m yeah and i made myself what i thought was an amazing sub and it turns out it was just nothing but disappointment and uh and repeating on me this morning so enough talking this shit <laughs> Well, okay. So I have something that you probably have never been asked in your life, but ever since you've told me you were a coal miner, I've been thinking about it constantly, but does anyone ever ask you if being a coal miner is like Zoolander? (laughs) I mean, I mean, look, when you are ridiculously as good looking as what I am and an everyday is like Zoolander, right? I love that. No, but I was just thinking about this because I was telling my friend was like, oh, who's the person that you're interviewing today? I was like, oh, my friend Mitch, I was on his podcast. And he's a, he, he works in the mines in, in Australia. And my friend just goes, water is the essence of wetness and wetness is the essence of water or whatever. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't unsee that now. <laughs> I've got the black lung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, talk about a little bit about that. How did you get into um, mining? Well, that's, um, so you got two main types. You got underground mining, which what do you of references? And I'm an open cut. Okay. So got into mining by, well, I've, I've worked on machinery for about 10 years, building roads and working in a quarry and it, um, an open cut mine is just a big quarry. So essentially I've used that list of bona fides. So you have your qualifications to operate these big haul trucks, dozers, diggers, scrapers, you name it. And I've take transferred their skills into the mining world. And the reason behind that was, you know, you do sacrifice a lot doing shift work, but each Mm -hmm. figure is at least six figures. So, um, you know, you're earning the big money, you're putting your body on the line, but the idea was to join, get it. It was predicated on the fact of getting a house deposit together. And Mm -hmm. I have said house deposit now. So COVID was good for me because it allowed me to put about 80 grand in the bank. So, um, 
yeah, so I'll keep doing that until I've got the house set up. And then the idea is to get into radio. So essentially, mining itself is high-risk industry. I'll tell you, do you want to, do you want me to tell you like mining 101 in about two minutes? Oh my God, yes. Okay, so... <laughs> So if you look at the if you look at a geology report or uh-huh. the way the earth is formed, um, rock rock formations are a lot like lasagna. They're in layers. Or yep. if you like Shrek, it looks like a cake in layers. And as you look at a report, you've got like a scan of the rock and you'll see like rock than a coal seam, mm-hmm. more rock than a coal seam. So the idea is to drill down to the coal seam, fill those holes with explosive, blow them up, and you then remove the excess overburdened rock and then you mine the coal seam and then you replace the coal back with more rock compacted down. That's part of your rehabilitation um, requirements. And then after you mine the coal, it's then taken up to the washery where it's washed and treated and separate the coal from the reject. And then what that what that coal is, is depending on, it's like cocaine. The purer it is, the better <laughs> it burns, the higher it'll sell for. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, called, it's called black gold for a reason. And, um, you know, coal is used for different things, you know, obviously creating energy. Uh, burning creating steel um you know higher ash content ones are used for uh powering still things like trains and engines so you know coal it is a fossil fuel don't get me wrong but there's still plenty of use for it in the in the you know in the immediate future obviously things will go green one day yeah. but for now it's a necessary yeah. evil and i thought i'd jump on the bandwagon while i could well that's cool and congratulations on your um getting your house payment together and um have you purchased yet Oh, I am um, looking in a house on next weekend. And if all goes well, then I'll be signing the paperwork <gasps> Monday week. Congrats, Mitch. That's so cool. Yeah. Where's it going to, where's it going to be? So I live in a place called Curry Curry, the place so shit they named it twice. Um, <laughs> and Curry's famous for hosting a, 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 a mullet festival. So, you know, it can't get more oh Australian. Than, you can't get more Australian than a place that celebrates mullets, right? Oh my, I, you did not tell me this when I interviewed on your podcast. I would have died. I'm dead right now. Oh my oh, God. I, I, I love it. Got, I'll, I'm around the corner. I know the owner of the Chelmsford Hotel, host of Mullet Fest. And um, <laughs> I'll send you a link to check it out. It's pretty funny. And it's ironic because I can't grill a mullet, but I still live here. So good time. That's so fu- That's hilarious. But also <laughs> like, I love that you live there because it sounds like a meme of a town oh. and I'm here for it. Cause I'm like obsessed with Guy Fieri. So I would fit right in. Um, I love that. So um, I, hopefully that works out for you. I being a homeowner, I will say um, get ready, strap in, everything's going to be broken very badly. And then you have to repair everything. And it's always, whenever we've done home repairs, it's been crazy. So like just before we started recording this podcast, uh, I had finally fixed the solution to the bane of my existence of a problem for the last six months because I'm an idiot. and didn't realize I could just put bricks there so my dog would stop picking up rocks and mulch. And um, so I finally put bricks in there and I was like, oh my God, I've been like so frustrated by this for like months and months and months and months and months. And I thought of every solution that was just not easy because ADHD. And finally, I just put some 50 cent bricks in there and it, it fixed it. And, but even so like, getting the astroturf down and doing the, the, the pergola and doing all of that stuff. It was just very put adding things to your house or doing the electrical. It's like, every time we open something up, it's like a can of worms you didn't want to touch. But overall, I will say it's very rewarding. It's nice to own and it feels good to have equity in something. And I'm terrified of my renter ruining and destroying my house. But the good news to share with my listeners at the time of recording this is we have a renter now, which is awesome. So it's one less thing off my plate. So that's good. Oh, well, that's exciting. And also like, that's what house and contents insurance is for, right? 
Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, anyway, congrats on that. So let's talk about imposter syndrome, uh, which I love, I love asking this because I think, uh, everyone has a different answer or a different phenomenon or way that they felt it. So do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Well, the true definition of imposter syndrome is, you know, feeling inadequate and feeling like a small fish in a big pond. And, you know, you can't, I think we all suffer. We all at one point or another suffer from it. So yeah, I do. I mean, you take, um, you take this podcasting realm, for example, I'll give you a few, but I'm new. I'm learning the ropes. I've only been doing it a few months. And like, you know, I come across people like yourself who show high levels of professionalism and show me these hacks. Like how much of a nightmare was it trying to uh, sync up the first meeting we had? And all you said was use this app. It figures it out automatically for you. So it's like a life hack. Um, so yeah, like this, this, uh, this audio medium specifically, this new realm I've delved into. Yeah. Hell yeah. I feel like I suffer from it. And what it means to me is exactly that. Like you're a, you, you, you're in a, a pantheon of people who are, are killing it and you're this, yeah. you're this little ant going, excuse me, can I have some help, please? <laughs> Oh, it's Kermit the Frog. Kermit, hi ho, can I have some help? Thank you. Okay, like, that was unexpected. Where's Miss Piggy? I can't do this. <laughs> I just, okay, look, pause. Sorry, my ADHD ass brain just remembered that I just bought this shirt and I'll have to send you a photo of it after, we, after we're done. But it's button up and it's got the Muppets on it. And it's like <laughs> the old timey Muppets and it's amazing. And you just made me think of that. Sweet, hi like. Hey ho, I can do a Scooby and Shaggy impression too if you want that later. Yeah, well, you'll just have to gobsmack me with it. So I like I like that we are talking about imposter syndrome in terms of content creation and podcasting. I definitely, excuse me, felt it a lot more when starting out my podcast, but now that I've been doing it for a year and I've got it down to a system, like you've seen it with me, like my boundaries are rigid. Like I'm like, uh-uh, like this is my link and you're going to schedule time with me, but that's because I've I've had other people be strict with me in the past too. And I've kind of learned from them and learned from them and learned from them. So I want to say that you're doing great. You are doing the things that I didn't have or the tools I didn't use. And so I gave you advice kind of, of like, you know, collaborating, like collaborating is a really great way to like get ahead in podcasting. And it's great. You meet so many great people, plus just having people that can give you a tit for tat. So like, for instance, I was on your podcast. Now you're on my podcast and that's just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, um, I'll be, able to send you, yeah. I'll be able to send you the link. So if your listeners want to check it out, they can. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll share it in the description. As always, my listeners know that. You know where to find that shit. So, uh, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I, I think in terms of... Um, in terms of working as a con- as a content creator and a podcaster now, it's hard because when you're first starting out, it's very intimidating. And then you don't, you, like I know for me, I didn't feel comfortable enough asking people I admired. I only felt comfortable asking my friends. And then eventually your friends are like sick of it. They're like, we don't wanna be, stop asking us. Stop talking about your podcast and stop asking us. Um, but it, I, I will say you're doing great. You've got a really great show for my listeners. The format's really awesome. I, we had no idea what we were going to talk about and we ended up talking for like over an hour and it was really nice. And the the point of the whole situation is like now you and I are friends and that's awesome. And so 
I, I like that it's giving you um, a new window into eventually what you want to do, which is radio or any type of like maybe even podcasts like hosting or whatever that might be your audio engineering. But um, I think it's awesome. So good for you for like kind of finding something you're passionate about. I mean, you definitely have a great voice for it. It's very calming. So, so, well, I mean, I have a voice for podcasting and a face for Jan Brady. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my head's taken more beatings than a redheaded stepchild. So oh, I've definitely have a head for radio as well. Yeah. So let's talk because you, you, you touched on the, um, the imposter syndrome component. Um, let's talk about success. What does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? I mean, success is, you know, uh, measured in many forms, you know, a lot of people figure as the, you know, the amount of financial backing you have behind you, how much money is in the bank, how many assets you own. I think to be successful is to be alive. I think, you know, mm-hmm. we don't, you know, we, we're given two feet and a heartbeat and every day is a breath of fresh air, right? So success right there. If you remember to be humble and know where you, you're beginning to start from, then as you're able to progress in life and build on what you know, then you can become successful. So success, I think success is measured in small victories. Like this morning, I had a good sleep in, I woke up, got myself a coffee, boom. You know, I did kick my toe on the door, but you know, that's a, you know, that's a, a success story because it's healing now. So it's all about small victories. So like, you know, you're about to make the move to Hawaii, I think you said. And, um, you know, so, you know, you, and you get to see your husband soon. So those success stories are coming up. Um, uh, mine is I've got this podcast running. I've got a good career at the moment and hopefully make that transition in there. So in terms of success, I'm leaning towards living my best life. So if, if that answers I love your question, that. No, that's that answers great. your best question. It's a really positive way to look at things. Something I enjoy about you and your personality is just how positive you are. It's like you kind you bring up others around you with that like shining light and you go into things with gratitude. And I think like, that's more of the people that I want to keep in my life versus like people who are just like not contributing something that like energizes me. Um, Cause I try to be positive as well. Even though you saw yesterday, I was like stressed out beyond measure. Like, are you okay, mate? I was like, no, I'm not, I'm stressed. And then I had a great podcast interview and it all went out the window and I was like, oh, like I, what was I stressed about? Nothing, that's so stupid. Well, it's all about, it's all about having that outlet as well. So if you find yourself stressed and, you know, obviously one of our outlet is our creative ability to put something together like this, mm-hmm. or, you know, I like, I enjoy going to the gym. So I powerlift as well. I, yeah, um, I, was, I was seeing that. I was impressed. And um, so like, you know, between, cause when I work operating the gear, it's not healthy just to be, you know, hunched over for 12 hours in a dozer or a digger or a truck or whatever. So um you know, you have to, you have to have these outlets and success also is measured in how happy you are eclectically. Mm-hmm. So your health physically, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotional, whatever it might be, that's what health is holistically. It's not just your physical, like you could have a six pack, but be sad on the inside. I mean, mm-hmm. and so you gotta, you gotta scratch all those itches and if you can, or in my case, I scratch all those mitches. And if I can crack a good pun, then I, I, what makes me happy is making others smile. And my friends call me anti-gravity because I just lift them up. Boom. Oh, you know, that's cool though. But like, okay, I appreciate it. You're like, I'm going to call you senior dad joke in my head right now. Cause you're just like, he puts a pun with everything, but I like that because you know, you're, you have a brand and that's like more than people have, right? Like a lot, like you have a fully, like a fully formed personality. That's like very, like, you know who you are. You're sure of who you are. 
which I'll is which is good. And and yeah, and you're in like and you also have learned what's important in life, which I think like the most authentically we live to ourselves is when we combat imposter syndrome the most, which is when we attract more of the things that we want because we are giving out the things that we should be right like we're being authentically us so i love that and um also you know you just have to be positive and i appreciate that you care about fitness and stuff because i think that that's really important um and i'm glad that you made that point because i was going to ask you like shift work these 12 hour shifts my husband used to do shift work for watches and he he had a two days two nights and then he'd swing into a night shift and so he'd be up for like a full 24 hours before going to sleep. And I just remember like it, he was okay and it was, a, it was all right, but he had to like force himself to do the CrossFit stuff and the, and the working out and the, and the health and taking care of his health. Because if you don't with those extreme swings, there's a lot of weight gain. There's a lot of health problems. There's this, that, and the other. So how do you handle having those extre extremities and shift work? Well, it's, um, it's become an art form after like five and a bit years. So I, I also have to give a shout out to all the shift workers out there, frontline workers, miners, um, whether they're delivery job, whatever the case may be. A lot of people forget that like we're, you know, even though it might bring a higher wage, a lot of people forget that we miss out on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So just this year alone, I've missed an engagement party and two, my, two of my niece's birthdays because, you know, the sacrifice that comes like you just, like your husband could relate to, you're too, you're just, you're too tired and you try not to do, you try not to upset your relationships and you, you know, but you're tired, you, you know, you, you're feeling a little bit boisterous, you know, and you try your best to, to mend that. So I think the best way to counter that and to um, deal with being a shift worker is that r repetition is key. If you can get yourself into a routine. Um, so that my longest break, for example, is once a month, I get a three and a half day swing off. So I work every second weekend, days in a fortnight ladder, it's nights. So if you can um, also book stuff that you look forward to. So my next weekend off, I'm driving down to Canberra, which is our nation's mm -hmm. capital. We're about four and a half hours inland Southwest. And I get to go see an uncle I haven't seen in ages. Going to go pound some beers and, and catch up and watch some rugby league, which is like our biggest sport here in Australia. Really? One Over cricket? Left. Over cricket? Yeah, cricket's not. Cricket's, yeah, cricket's about fifth or sixth on the list. So you got... The, the major sports in Australia are Australian rules football, which is AFL, which yeah. is a hybrid between sort of like basketball and NRL. And then you got yeah. rugby league, which is my favorite. I played that growing up. And then you probably got after that is maybe the soccer, then maybe cricket, and then maybe union or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Cricket's, cricket's gone on the decline because, you know, bandwagon. Your teams are unsuccessful. You lose your followers. And in the last few years, it's been a dumpster mm -hmm. fire for Australian cricket. So, well, you'd think cricket would would be better these days because it's very socially distant. <laughs> yeah, but well, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, oh, I love that. Well, congrats being able to see an uncle you haven't seen in forever. Have some beers. So, I actually, when I lived in Colorado, Colorado um, has the main um, rugby, like American rugby league, is in Colorado. Like the, like the entire headquarters of rugby in the United States was in Boulder, Colorado. Um, yeah. So rugby was very popular uh, sport in like college for a lot of, a university for a lot of um, people that I knew. And uh, I dated a guy that was like super into rugby and he was a butthole. So I dumped him, uh, but- Take that. <laughs> take, take that. 
how dare you be mean to me? No, uh, but uh, rugby is interesting. I, I enjoy it. I like watching it. It's, 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 I, my husband has like the perfect body type for it, but I don't want him to play it because he's going to get really hurt and he's stocky, too old to get hurt. Stocky, yeah. stocky and no pads. You need a big set of shoulders. He's, if you're going to be a forward or if you're halfback, you got to yeah, be sort yeah. of agile and quick, but we don't wear pads. We, um, you just yeah, go straight, go for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, sorry, the Navy has to like replace your shoulder, your other shoulder again. So like, yeah. we're not going to get you hurt. Otherwise then they're not going to pay for it. And then we have to pay for it. So anyway, um, but my husband being in the military is also a shift worker, also an essential worker is what they've deemed it. And yeah. also still um, is at the mercy of their schedule. Like you had said, you've missed some stuff um, here and there. And so is he like, he, like he, we're already, we probably, we've made peace with the fact that we're probably missing my sister-in-law's wedding. Um, That's we'll be in Hawaii. It's a pandemic. Like it's just, it's probably not going to work out the way we want it to. It's a six hour flight. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. But, but also like um, we missed, like he had a PFA, which is the performance fitness assessment. I want to say. Yeah. Which is like where they see if like you're within regs and how many push-ups you can do and can you can you plank for this for a while and how far can you run and what's the square root of pi and so like uh, so he my best friend Marcy which is his second cousin it was her birthday or not sorry not her birthday it was her wedding and he had and we couldn't he couldn't go because it was his his weigh-in and his assessment was that weekend and so we weren't able to go and. It, you know, hindsight's 2020 on that. She got to be there at mine at least. And we celebrated then, but it was just, you know, there's, I will say that I can agree with you there where when you are a shift worker and you have these shifts and you have not a lot of people who can do what you do and, and you're one of one or one of a few and that you're spreading a load between each other, it can become very fatiguing. And it also like sucks to lose out on things. But with this pandemic in the last year, it's kind of showed us that like, we can do things virtually. Like you're still there, even if you're not, but sort of. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's why I empathize. Yeah. So if, if there's anyone out there who has a shift worker in their life and they've missed a lot, you know, just try and put the shoe on the other foot and, walk a mile in their shoes and you know i've I, you know I have, being a shift worker cost me a relationship and it sucks oh, no. but like i'm glad it did because you know it's not just a job it's a it's a lifestyle choice so if anyone out there knows one just give them a bit of empathy and just say, you know just what means the world is i understand what you're going through and we'll catch up when we can there's the best things you can say to one so yeah yeah i mean but you know it's just like being a military spouse is not for everyone and i mean i had no idea what i was doing but also like if you can't handle like long absences then like don't don't do that you know what i mean like it's it's like it's like you, you need to know what you're signing up for when you start dating someone and um it's unfortunate that it costs you a relationship, but at least it taught you what's important. And if you're, that's your career or getting this house or whatever that might be, um, you know, but at the same time, like I've never, like I get mad at the military. Like for instance, Scott was like, maybe I'm flying home early. And then he was like, just kidding. No, the next day. And it pissed me off. I was like, bud, like I would have rather you just not told me at all. Cause that would have been because now probably, I, yeah. But like, like, you know, if you look, if you look at it from his perspective, it's like, well, he might've been excited to share that news with you and then to have that taken away, you know. It's, he was very upset. We had a very long, he was very, very, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's, that a, sucks. he's a real great, great guy, but he's just, he's like, well, I'll see you in 40 days. And I'm like, yeah. Cause at the time, you got, you all don't know what day it is. You didn't, I didn't break off sick at all. You have no idea. 
Uh, so that's tough, (laughs) but it's okay because you know what, this has taught me so much resiliency and stuff. And so, um, to any of your future future women or relationships in your life, I hope that they can approach it with kindness and see what sacrifices you make for them and a lifestyle of comfort. And eventually if you're doing radio, like you're still going to be on shift work because it, you might, you'll, you're going to get like the 3am slot, like in middle of Australia somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> well maybe i mean who knows i'd i'd kill to have that right now and that that, that sounds yeah. dirtier than i mean it but you know i love a cheeky 3am slot <laughs> right i uh i wanted to be a radio uh dj but it just wasn't lucrative at the time and clear channel was like snapping up all the radio stations and it was conglomerated and you couldn't and the only option was okay like oh yeah you get your degree and then you like go to like sedalia colorado bumfuck nowhere and it, which is in the mountains. I mean, it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, but I, mountain towns creep me out. And um, so <laughs> I could have done that maybe. And uh, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to switch. I, I could do this. I'm passionate about it, but I'm going to do advertising. I don't know. I, I don't think I regret what I, what I chose. I don't think I regret the path that led me to get here and to talking into a microphone with a person from down under. Um, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm proud of what I've done. And, and I think it, I don't know if I would have been happy doing radio cause it's constricting, but I think it's cool that you want to try it because, uh, I think that it takes a certain level of, um, commitment and also it helps teach you audio engineering and stuff too, which is cool. Yeah. I got a, I got a gig, a lo- local volunteer gig at a mm-hmm. small country town radio station. My second shift is on this Sunday. So. We'll send you a snap of the, oh, um, what? the setup. So cool. I don't um, Snapchat though. I'm too old for that. You can Instagram no, I'll, me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, sorry. Oh, you meant a picture. I'll send you a picture or a video Duh. or something. Yeah. I was like, my millennial ass brain was like, wait, what is a Snapchat? Oh, I deleted my Snapchat a while ago, but I, I don't even, when people sit like, I'm like, people still use that app. Like there's so many other apps that I just, I don't know. Yeah. So. I, I'd rather pick up a phone and call. So I'm your age. I could okay. rather pick up a phone yeah. and call someone. And yeah. Just going back on, you know, you don't know what decisions you would have made. You're still young enough. If you want to change something, then do it. You know? I don't know. Like I'm taking the last year and I'm like, I really don't know. Like I, I don't know. And I don't, I think it's okay to not know because it's like, I'm moving to Hawaii. I was thinking, well, actually, you know, at the time of recording this, Mitch, uh, Hawaii, or sorry, not Hawaii, Disney, Walt Disney World, and like all of the Disney conglomerate companies just peeled back their um their standards meaning that they are now more inclusive with how they accept their cast members to dress so you didn't used to be able to have visible tattoos and now they've changed it and it's been my dream to work for disney in one way shape or form so i'm going to apply to work at the aulani on oahu do it because that's their that's disney's hotel and if i get to do that i will be fulfilling a dream of mine that i've had my whole life so Small goal, small flex, do it, do it, but yeah. I think it's going to be great. And plus, okay, also like, it's it's crazy that in 2021, that's when they decided they're like, oh, like you can have like whatever hair color you want and like visible piercings and and tattoos. So it's actually really surprising that they like took a hard look at their a little bit racist standards and were like, oh, let's fix that. So well, um, time, yeah, people have to change and times are changing, right? So, yeah. you know, yeah. Power to so- you, I hope it works, yeah. Well, I hope so. And then you can come visit. So uh, let's talk, yeah. let's shift well, gears. Our, yeah. our travel our travel bubble is going to, so Australia and New Zealand can freely yeah. travel between each country starting oh, on Monday. 
and mm-hmm. it's it is there's speculation about that the Pacific Islands, so like Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, around us to be open to, and also they're considering a bubble between us and Hawaii. So maybe, no, just uh, maybe. That would be so cool because I would, we would just be like, Scott and I would take you around everywhere. We'd be like, all right, we're getting Mai Tais. We're going to go do Poke Bowls. You, it's, it's, uh, Hawaii is great. I Did mean, you say we're going to do Poke Bowls or? Poke Bowls, not like Poke Balls, but like Poke uh-huh. Bowls. Like I don't poke. know what that is. <laughs> uh, it's raw fish. It's, it's uh, Hawaii's, like, it's like an Islander kind of uh, meal. It's ah, cool. a raw, it's raw fish and like, um, usually in like a ponzu sauce or whatever. We look, I know, I know that you've mentioned it on your other podcast, so I'll mention it here, not to out you, but celiac's the thing. So I'm very conscious of like gluten-free stuff just yeah. because I have a friend that has, it's like, he, he smells a glute and it's like, no. So, um, so it's very, um, friendly usually you can have it over greens or rice if you so choose and um it's everywhere all over the island it's delicious and i love i love fish like it's my favorite so for me like i'm planning to go more like pescatarian when i move not that i don't love meat it's just the fish is so much cheaper and better like why would you not eat as yeah, much fish as sure. you could it's it's cheap here too like yeah oysters and and seafood and prawn or oh, shrimp i or, love we, oysters we call them prawns um yeah but um yeah I, them, I'll go. why do we call them shrimp that's a stupid name. because they're actually prawns. they're actually a different species so prawns themselves if you look at comparison shrimp are a straighter body and at the end of a prawn the tail curls around a bit more and the mm-hmm. arms face back to the tail so they're cousin species mm-hmm. prawns are native to the waters of the southern hemisphere generally and shrimp are more native to that part of the world. So yeah, shrimp and prawns, they're not the same. They are cousin subspecies. Oh, so I never knew. I just thought that uh, British people were weird. And well, you know how prawns. they put, you know, the whole thing about the shrimp on the Barbie thing. It's because it's not, you know, it's not a, taking a prawn to the northern. Hemisphere. It's just they're different species of of krill. And um, yeah, that's cool. So, that's cool. See, look, this is how I know that you and I would be really good on a bar trivia team. Because you'd have this useless knowledge and I'd have my useless knowledge. I'll debunk, debunk all the Australian yeah. stereotypes for Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No but, but, it, but it's nice. It's nice to learn from you and stuff. And it's funny because I'm moving to Hawaii and everyone's like, oh, the centipedes. Oh, the cockroaches. Oh, the... And like, I, I've been to it and I've never seen a centipede, but like people are posting about them or whatever. And well, you'll be I'm, in the tropics. so there'll be We're going to be in the tropics. There's going to be things. It's, it's, it's going to happen, whatever. And, um, but... Uh, no more crazy than San Diego that has like sun spiders and shit, which is crazy. But you oh, being in come, in, in come Australia, to Australia, yes. everything here is so okay. So, apart from everything here, trying to kill you. So, I told you recently that we had a uh, flooding here on the east coast, didn't yep. I? Did I mention that? Mm-hmm, so, yep. because of that, there is now an infestation of rats that have appeared almost oh, pretty no. much up and down the entire it's, it's almost biblical level of rats being oh, killed. No. And, um, so we've got that cockroaches spiders snakes you know come to australia where everything wants to kill you i'm terrified of brown recluses so today i was i was trying to fix the mulch situation because drunkenly last night i decided to to put, throw all the rocks out and then put the mulch in yesterday and then it was this it was just so stupid so was the was the was the problem your dog was trying to dig no, my dog will put it in his mouth and then demand a treat and he won't drop it unless you give him a treat and it's annoying. Oh, okay. And yep. so if I was ever like having a cheeky cigarette or I was having, or just like sitting outside having a beverage, watching the sunset, he's like picking up rocks and stuff. And then, and then, and then he started eating the mulch and I was like, this is stupid. I should have just done bricks the whole time, but regardless. Um, so I have like just mulch kind of like it blew, it blew away like into my grass. And I was like, oh, I have a rake. I'm going to go to the side of the house and get a rake. 
a spider had decided that the rake and the shovel are its home and made a full ass web around it. And I was like, I'll burn my house down actually. Like I <laughs> was I, like, I, just, I, just I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Well, I no, just... I, I was like, I'm not, I hate spiders. I'm comfy. So I had, I texted my, God bless my neighbors. I texted my neighbor and I was like, Hey, would uh, Peter, cause Peter loves to landscape. He's like, Hey, would Peter mind like raking my um, yard for me on Saturday? I was like, uh, spiders have decided that that's their rake and I don't want to battle them. And she was like, yeah, of course. She's like, Peter's not afraid of spiders. Um, I'm a child. So I'm, well, I can't help it. Like it's the eight legs thing. And so that's why I'm like really afraid, but face, uh, face your fears. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I do. I, I let, I, you know what I'll say, Mitch, is I let spiders live if they're in my house because they're serving a purpose, unless they're, unless they're angry looking or aggressive looking. And if you're just chilling with a little web and you're eating like flies and other things that come in my house, absolutely. You do you spider. We, we are simpatico. I have no problem with it. Now, if you're an angry spider that like wants to take over my ring camera, like I had to kill one the other day. I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, I know you made this beautiful web, but it, you're dead. I need to, yeah. I need to, I need to charge this battery. Like you need to, you need to go. Oh yeah. I just, I just bought some more spider spray with, with the bricks. It was a very fun purchase. So anyway, Let's talk about things we're fanatical about and why. Um, and uh, go for it. What are you fanatical about? Well, the podcast I do is about storytelling. So I'm obsessed with hearing people's stories. Um, and also stories of a good TV series or a movie or a book or a game. So ever since I was a kid, most people would buy video games for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I'd always buy it for a single story game. Like I just I, I get invested in characters. So fanatical about storytelling and one tv show that i absolutely adore is scrubs and um so i've got a i've got a book so they jd and turk or zach braff and donald Faison do mm-hmm. a, a podcast called fake doctors real friends and okay i've invested in one of their onesies and i listen to that like a little fanboy and um next week i'm going to be appearing on australian tv wearing my scrubs onesie on a game show they what? Let me wear wait it. what so there's a game show called mastermind here and they did, uh-huh. they filmed a little piece on me. I wore my fake doctor's real friends onesie and they let me wear it on national TV. I'll send you the link when it airs. Um, yeah. Cause you'll be able to stream it on demand. And that's how much of a fanboy I am. I just, I absolutely adore the heck out of those characters and Bill, whatever Bill Lawrence that turns does turns to gold. So that's, that's what so I'm, cool. That's oh, awesome. I'm fanatical about. Yeah. So has that, have you already, um, have you already recorded it or? Yeah, it comes out on the 28th of this month okay um cool uh just that's awesome i'm excited if you if you send me the link once it's because i want i'm curious what an australian game show looks like and oh, no and, no crowds and, in it covid no crowds it was no but but and two and two i'm i'm just i love i also love japanese game shows because i think they're hilarious because like you have, yeah. i have no idea what's going on and they're all laughing and it's just like weird it's like they like to be uncomfortable it's the weirdest stuff and i i just so i love i love just random countries game shows i guess that's something i'm fanatical about i like to watch them because i think it's interesting um what is one or a few unpopular opinions you have and why well, one unpopular opinion is that the way Australian stereotypes are portrayed, you know, mm-hmm. things like, oh, he rides a kangaroo to work. Bullshit. 
I've never thought um, in my life, but thank you. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's just, we're depicted as these dumb alcoholic idiots. And I'm here to tell you, we're not dumb. We're just alcoholic idiots. And um, now we just, I know that unpopular opinion, like I just, a lot of people, um, not just obviously in the Western world, but worldwide, people just make their minds up. I mean, assume that they know better than what actually is the cause of all evil. So like you take racist, you take mm-hmm. bigoted, closed-minded people. Like you're telling me a story the other night about how you had a driver who was an absolute um, <laughs> hater on, you know, homophobic. Champagne. So those, those are the kind of so unpopular yeah. opinion. I hate those who are bigoted, closed-minded dickheads who yep. think they know better, but they truly don't. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that. It's not cool. I I agree with you. It's like, especially with all the education and all the technology in the world, like how can you be that far up your own butthole? You know what I mean? Like, and then to just spread that, like there's the thing, you could be a person who has these thoughts in my lift ride. Let's talk about this because I've not brought this up on the podcast, but I had a very bigoted uh, lift driver and I rated him a one and I was very upset about it. I had gone out to brunch, brunchy lunchies with, uh, with Trey and Sean, two of my really good friends. I've known them for a really long time. I'm going to miss them so much. I can't even think about it. I'll, I'll burst into tears and cry. Uh, so so we go to, so I meet them up at lunch and then I get an Uber to go home and they were, they went, we're going the opposite direction. So we couldn't have shared one because we're, we're two opposite ends of the county. So I, he picks me up and I'm in Hillcrest, which is the neighborhood, as I've always lovingly referred to it as. And yeah, that's a nice pun. The neighborhood, <laughs> yeah. And so he picks me up and uh, he's like, oh, like, uh, I, I was like, he's like, oh, it's like really nice out. People are out and about. And he, I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I don't like picking up people over here. And I was like, excuse me. And he was like, yeah, I don't like them. And I was like, excuse me. And he's like, them, those people. And I was like, what people? And he's like, them, how do they have the right to do this? And I'm like, are you referring to homosexual people in their safe space? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, agree to disagree. My friends are like, talk and roll out of the car. I'm like, I'm on the highway. I can't. Then Scott calls me and and he calls me and I obviously pick up the phone number. I pick up any random 619 number, especially if it says Coronado, because that's his phone. So uh, I pick it up and he's like, hey, you sound like you're in a really uncomfy situation. And I'm like, yeah, like I'll explain it when I get home. I emailed him about it when I got home. And then I get off the phone and we're like sort of close to the house. And I'm like, feeling uncomfortable because he's like you have he's like by the way as a woman like you your your place is in the home and you should not and I'm just like excuse this 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 motherfucker like what this dude can't be that out of touch surely right and I was like is this an act fedora on the dashboard man like I can't so anyway I rated him a one star and I told him because he made me very uncomfortable and I was like I don't want to I don't want to go I don't want you to drop me in front of my house he's like well I insist this is where it tells me to go and I was like honestly I'm I'm I want to get out and cross the street he's like well I can't let you do that you're a woman I was like I'm a woman so I can't cross the street like what and then he says by the way you know you should be really careful because because women like people like to prey on women and I was like that's a fucking creepy thing that you just said and I'm like I I own a gun sir and also I was like I have cameras so don't come for me and he was and then I was like and one star and then I just all I said was homophobe that's what that's why every situation needs an Australian person there he said that shit to me be like I don't know if I can say the c word but like see pull the car over before I punch a living fuck out of you yeah um you know Australians 
We don't take that garbage. And um, so one, what a cock. Two, um, see, that's that's the issue with uh, many sections of the world is that, you know, see, for me personally, I know of a few Muslim people in my life and they're the best people ever. And popular, unpopular opinion, if you want to know something about them, just ask them, hey, you know, what's your stance on, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to um, ingest beer or eat bacon or pork or why is that oh the reason is mitch a b c d e thank you for asking awesome that's great okay you know and that's that's how dialogue that's what and i just had a a previous episode of mine his name's jack kemmer and we spoke about male male like he's Mm -hmm. he's fighting for male rights so not like misogynistic or whatever it's those things you know the areas that males need to address for example mental health maybe um to health so you know um men don't necessarily open up mostly about their mental health mm-hmm. or their well-being. So that stereotype, we're trying to debunk stereotypes like that and mm-hmm. trying to say to men that, you know, it's okay to, you know, put your hand up and go, you know what, I need help. You know, it's stop being a proud fool. And the idea is male rights like that. We're trying to fuck this stigma off of, you mm-hmm. know, saying like, you know, men are this, men are that. No, no, we just need to sit down in a room, all, all genders of people, and just and this is the same with uh, this unpopular opinion. If you want to know something, just have active listening. Bring to the table what you want to say in a non-confronting, in a like in a supportive, active listening way, and then just speak it through. I mean, that's yeah. the world can achieve a lot through this. Yeah. I think absolutely. And so we're winding down this pod. We'll skip the last question about being happy in the world because I think I whatever uh but i want to give you the floor to promote whatever you would like um and so what would you like to promote well you know what what i want to promote is um just if you get a chance listen to life's a mitch podcast on apple uh apple play and spotify um it's on soundcloud as well but i'm just trying to um get some interesting people and also if you have an interesting story and you want to share it with a completely random australian dude and um you know shed some light and make it you know so get in touch with the show all the uh socials i'm sure bianca will post but yeah i'm looking for people especially international people who would wouldn't mind coming on telling their interesting story and having a laugh because i'm funny af just ask anyone and <laughs> he really is he really here, here. laughing the whole time but um you know like that's so that's what i'd like to promote and also two other things one be kind to your fellow shift workers and two, just don't be a dickhead. Just ah. be kind. Oh. So it was it, I don't know who theorized it, but you know, it, uh, happiness and good, good deeds are infectious. You know, it's like, you know, all, while this pandemic is spreading, spread some joy, create yeah. that content, you know, a small act of kindness for someone, even if something as small as saying, you know what, you look really good today, opening a door for someone that, mm-hmm. and in turn, I believe in karma. So then something good will happen to you. So like, I'll tell you one, can I tell you one quick story before yeah, we wrap up? Absolutely. Okay. So it's ironic. So before, so I lived in England for uh, about a year on a visa and um, back, I moved over there in 16, 2016. And before I left, I was working in roadworks and emergency response. And um, we were called to this accident where the car had flipped over and I, I kept this guy calm. I had to cut the door off with a saw because it was, you know, emergency and stuff mm-hmm. to cut the door off. I kept him calm. I gave him like extra care till the paramedics arrived about 12 minutes later. And this guy was just, I was just reassuring him, keeping him calm. 
And, um, you know, eventually took good care of him, like my first day of training kicked in and stuff. And he took good care of him. He got picked up in the embos and he made a full recovery a few weeks later, which was great. And um, that guy turned out to be a manager of the bar I soon worked in a year later in, in London. So, wow. you know, and he, he seen me walk in the door. He goes, were you working in near Sydney on this date? And I said, as a matter of fact, I was. He goes, what can I do for? Is a beer on the house? I said, oh, I come in here to apply for a job. He said, you can start tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, so if you can do a kind act for someone, you never know when it may repay you back. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because I try to, if, if you do right by me, I'm the most loyal and, and I will send business your way forever. And like, I think like it, I try to, I try to lead with kindness more than anything. And I don't set new year's resolutions. I set in, I set intentions and I always intend to be a good person. So it's nice to meet other fellow good people doing good in the world. And so I so appreciate you coming on the podcast, of course, which is please don't kick me out the podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, like rate, subscribe, scream it into the ether, share it. I have merch, go to please don't kick me out.com slash shop. And check out Life's a Mitch podcast with Mitch Kelly. He's amazing. Thank you so much, Mitch, for taking the time. I have to hop up and make spaghetti uh, because we're on two very wildly different time zones. But I hope you enjoy your day off, which is, of course, Thursday, your time, Wednesday, my time. And uh, we'll talk later, my friend. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your listeners. And, uh, yeah, if you can feel free to get in touch with the show. And um, good luck in the move. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Mitch. Ciao. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. And this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.